Welcome to the Business of Sales. My name is Morris Sims, and this is our guest for the show today. Her name is Amy Scruggs, and this is her new single, What If It All Goes Right. What if that road that you're taking is a dead end? What if love leaves you all jaded and broken? What if that limb breaks your climbing out on? Yeah, what if it all goes wrong? great song i just i i can't get over it amy scruggs ladies and gentlemen we'll play more of amy's hit single later on in the show but what if it all goes right oh man hey it's out on spotify go get your copy throw it on your playlist it's uh it's not my playlist it's one of the first things i listen to every day but yeah, right now, let me tell you a little bit about our special guest for today. Ms. Amy Scruggs is a popular country music star. She's opened shows for Clint Black and the Charlie Daniels Band, Trace Adkins, Phil Vassar, uh, Frankie Valley, Shelby Checker. It just goes on and on and on. She's the voice and the face of Mutual of Omaha Mortgage. And she's on TV. She's the host of shows like The American Dream and The Retiring Rights Show. I, hey, how, how much does that speak to us, right? In the past, she was in the mortgage space and managed a group of mortgage originators. Amy's also the owner of her own company, Amy Scruggs Media, where she's a consultant, an author, and a coach. And she has a program called Media Consulting or Media Coaching for Professionals. Professionals like me and you. Media Coaching for Professionals. That's us. Amy does significant volunteer work for veterans associations all across the country, and she has her own charity that serves veterans called Voice for Heroes, and yes, it is an approved 501c3 charity, and there, I could go on. There, there's a whole lot more, but I said all that to make one point, and the point is this. Not only is Amy a country music star, but she's one more heck of a business person running several businesses every day. Let's get into our conversation with Amy. She lives in San Diego with her husband and her family. Amy, welcome to the Business of Sales. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you today. Where, where, do, you, where do we start? I mean, you've got, you've got a beautiful uh, vocal career. You've got uh, a wonderful business in Amy Scruggs Media. Uh, where do we begin this conversation? As we've talked, our audience is mainly financial services professionals. It, where would you like to begin, Amy? Well, I love the, the, the introduction you gave, and thank you. And I, I see it a lot as the, the big smoke and mirrors. And at the end of the day, it's out there still selling yourself. And, and that's what I did. I happened to have a musical talent since I was three. And starting my career in my late 20s was actually in wholesale mortgage with sales teams and out there selling as well and working in the financial industry and in sales. And it came down to that asking for the business. And the music career was a big shift. I had always been singing, always asking for gigs and for out there performing and doing a lot of local things. In 2004, I had a beautiful chance to kind of get discovered, as you want to say, but by some incredible 
very reputable people in Nashville that allowed me to start working on my first project. And I was flying back and forth from California to Nashville, working on the project while still heavily involved in sales and in the mortgage industry and actually running sales teams at the time. And as we know what happened in 2008, uh, seven and eight in the mortgage and real estate industry, it kind of took a little bit of a turn, <laughs> which changed <laughs> the direction that I could go as far as being on the wholesale end of business at that time. And it's sales. And I said, you know what? I've already been performing. I've got a, an album I'm, I'm proud of at the time. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go out and ask for the business. And that's what I did is going out and not being afraid, putting the right marketing package together, knowing what, what needed to be presented. And six months later, I had the opportunity to open for Clint Black. And I knew that that was going to be an incredible anchor moment to continue moving forward in asking for the business as a performer. I didn't have wholesale lending to go back into at that time. And I had mouths to feed and I already loved performing. It was my dream anyways. So putting a business plan to it, was really what made the difference. And I remember my manager in Nashville in 04 saying, Amy, they call it music business for a reason. There's incredible (laughs) talent. There's amazing artists out there. The problem is they don't run it as a business. And if you run it as a business and keep pushing forward like you do in everything else, um, you will continue to move move forward in that. And I took his advice. and, And thankfully, that's the same gentleman that here 17 years later, got me this latest project that we just did a major recording in Nashville just this last spring because of that relationship with him and always continuing to run my music as a business and seeing how it weaves in and out. And so I did have that opportunity to go tour, open for some of the majors, putting the right networking together, not taking no for an answer. And if it is no, then you go ask the next yes and not being afraid of the no, I think is what kept moving me forward until I actually ended up becoming the spokesperson for the American veterans for the state of California for three of those years and doing military and uh, and veterans events. And the army had approached me, wanted me to be a part of their reintegration program and performing at their yellow ribbon events. At that time, we had a lot of soldiers coming home in 2010 and 11, but I was a civilian. And so we figured out, I said, well, there's got to be a way. Let's put this contract together. And they put me on actual official orders so they could fly me to these locations and perform for our veteran and military that were just returning home and become an official community partner. And it was always looking at it as a business that allowed me to have these amazing bucket list, life-changing opportunities. And I look at that and I'm, I'm very proud of it. I get a smile on my face. There's so many incredible performances and moments that I've had that there were no cameras. There was no YouTube videos of. There's there's no trace of because they were private events or you know special military events. But I hold those very dear to my heart. And those mean more to me than than the the large stages that I had the privilege of doing with some of some of the legends in country music. And it it all folds back together. That's incredible. I mean, it it I I've got so many questions for you. I I don't know where to start. <laughs> oh, jeez. You you said something that that just is the basis for why I started this show and the business that I do today. There's some absolutely outstanding salespeople out there that. Oh, golly gee, they they know exactly how to build trust. They do it intuitively, and they're able to go out and and build relationships and help people solve problems, and they do it just wonderfully, but they're broke. Mm -hmm. They're broke because they don't know how to run a business. And I thought, well, if I can help people learn how to run a business and be great salespeople at the same time, boy, howdy, maybe I've got something where I can have an impact and be a positive influence on a number of other people's lives. And that's what I'm here to do. And that's what you just said that you were able to do. So 
<laughs> what do you think was the key to being able to do that? You know, there's that fine balance of, like you said, being likable, being magnetic and authentic and still putting that business structure in it and working on the business. You know, you know, one of the amazing leaders that I that I look up to always says number one point of being in business every day is staying in business every day. Every day I can look at it, how do I stay in business today? So yes, I love my volunteering and I love the things that I do, but I also have to stay in business first. So it enables me to go out and continue volunteering. So putting that mindset of, of the credibility and I, I, I built my music career with, with handshakes and relationships, but also still said, okay, well, we need to get this in writing. We need a contract for that. Okay. Well, I do have to charge you for this and balancing my volunteering versus what I charge for, for my appearance and not being afraid to to raise that price point based on my credibility, based on my work ethic. And so, you know, gathering, um, you know, at the time, even getting letters of recommendation from, you know, military commanders, I'm, I need those letters of rec in order to continue having that in my arsenal as a business if I'm going to keep going out and asking for more business and keeping that credibility. So I think that was a, a, a big part of it for me, was finding that balance. And you also mentioned, you know, keeping on, keeping on, keep it on. You just got to keep yeah. going. It, somebody may say no, but that doesn't mean anything. Except that, oh, that, no, it doesn't know. scare me at all. Yeah, well, I've been told no so many times. <laughs> you, you know, there's that theory. If, if you are if you knew that the yes was going to be there after 75 no's, wouldn't you get excited when you start getting to know 72, 73? You're like, I'm almost there. Oh, yeah. You're not being afraid of those no's, knowing that it's leading to the yeses. And, and I, I've, I've been told no a million times. But, man, those yeses are moments. So you just go, all right, all right. I'm really glad I didn't give up. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I kept pressing through. Even when I I, um, I stopped touring and performing in 2011 and came back into the sales world of leading sales team and business development, I actually pulled back and took a, a break from it. We had a couple tragedies take place where I said, mm, I think I need to grieve. I think I need a break. And that's when I moved to San Diego and, and stepped back in on, on the mortgage side. And I remember the time being sad of like, oh, have I just let it go? Have I stopped performing? And, and then, but I knew deep down, okay, now run this as the business and keep the other one there and run them side by side. And uh, I remember a few years later, the first time I stood at the Petco Park there in San Diego and was singing for a military appreciation game at the, at the stadium in front of 30,000. I'm like, okay, we're back. All right, this is fine. <laughs> There's a reason for all of this. And it, it added more tools. I realized that by keeping an open mind, I actually needed to retool. I needed to be back out with sales professionals again. I needed to be speaking that language again. I needed to hone up my tools. I'd been touring, but I needed some more sales tools that I see now in 2022 that are invaluable. So I'm thankful for this ebb and flow that went back and forth between these careers because it's allowed me to retool a lot of times at times that maybe I wouldn't have identified in the moment. And the fact is, we are all in sales, no matter what we're doing. I, I mentioned it in the show I recorded a few minutes ago. The best sale I ever made was 44 years ago when Mrs. Carlos Sims said yes. I mean, that, that's it. <laughs> best sale I'll ever make in my entire life. You did. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I, to this day, that's still, as far as I'm concerned, the best sale I've ever made. But you always are in sales. We are always in sales, no matter what, yes. what we're doing. We're selling something, including ourselves. Even if we're out there, you know, I'm, I sit on the board of two nonprofits. I, I sell for them. I'm passionate about, yeah. about what they do. And, and I'm, and I'm so grateful to be, I'm still selling and still putting it out there. We're still asking for support. We're asking for visibility, whatever it is we're asking for is still selling something. 
And Especially you, ourselves. And you have to A-S-K to G-E-T. I, it, that sounds corny <laughs> as hell, doesn't it? But, <laughs> you know, you got to, if you want to get something, you want to help somebody solve a problem, you've got to ask them to take action. If you don't ask them to take action, they're not going to do it. It just works that way. I'm sorry. That's life. <laughs> it's exactly it. That's exactly it. I taught people to close with implied consent for, for decades. Uh, you know, <laughs> which one do you think is best for you and your family? Well, I like plan B great in order to, to start a plan like that. I need to get a little information. How tall are you? And I'm filling out an application. As far as I'm concerned, they just said, yes, I'm filling out an app. And it's going <laughs> to, you know, if they decide they don't want it, they'll tell me to stop. But, right. you know, 90% of the time. People just kept right on going because they wanted plan B. Anyhow, neither yes. here nor there. Amy, tell me a little more about the the volunteering that you do and the work you do with vets. I know you've got your own 501c3. I do. I do have a 501c3 that I started about four years ago, Voice for Heroes. And that came after I was TV hosting and, and I was hosting a show actually called uh, Veterans One. And before that, it was Operation American Dream and just interviewing amazing nonprofits, veterans, different organizations that were just making such an incredible impact on their communities. And I realized that no matter what, I wanted to be able to continue that mission. I, I always say, you know, I was always teased as a child for talking too much and uh, having a big, loud voice. Well, the funny part is, is what I do for a living. I sing and I talk for a living and my big voice is definitely used for a purpose. And I knew that I can be a voice for heroes to help tell their story, which, which leads to, you know, my media coaching, what else I do that, that regardless of the industry, people are nervous in front of the camera. And what I loved about sitting in front of our, our veteran and military community is pulling the best out of them, just showing them, I'm so thankful you're here. Let me help share your story. Let's help get your mission and your word out of how you're making an impact in the lives of veterans. So Voice for Heroes came about so that I've got a vessel that if a great organization comes my way or a nonprofit, that I can say, here, let me tell your story. Let's do a media project on you. Let's do a mini documentary, a, a quick you know, public service announcement, whatever that, that needs to be. So building that platform so that I can be a resource um, to help get the word out and tell their story was how Voice for Heroes came about. And now it's actually in a little bit of a, a, a reshift and we're actually growing a little bit. I've got a few more board members that just came on. They're going to be taking it into other organizations that aren't just for veteran military, but people in the community that are doing other things to really make a difference. So I'm excited to see where that goes upcoming into 2022. But I'm also a board member for Saddles and Service, which is equine therapy um, for veterans and military and first responders. And they've got a beautiful ranch here in San Diego. And so I've just joined the board to help them with PR and visibility. They've been featured in some, some major documentaries as well as on the Discovery Channel. And we hope to continue to grow. They have two more locations in Texas and Wyoming. And it's uh, really an honor to be a, a part of what they're doing to make a difference. So those are the two two big volunteer programs that, I, that I'm in and the two boards that I sit on um, to hopefully keep all of that moving forward with my passion for serving. Well, Amy, that's fantastic. I, I love the work that you're doing there. And I thank you for doing that work because it is, it is work and it is important. And it's something that, uh, that I feel very strongly about myself. The, the service that those individuals have all provided for me and my family mm -hmm. is what allows me to sit here and do what I do. So mm -hmm. I uh, thank you for doing that for them and for us and for, for all of us. It's a wonderful thing. And just, uh, I appreciate you. No, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. That's a great thing. And it's something that, uh, geez, in, in my lifetime, I've seen it go from one end to the other where uh, our service folks were not 
well respected when they came back Completely. home in the sixties. And I, I really love the fact that, that you see somebody in uniform walk by and before I can even get it out of my mouth, somebody else has said, Hey, thanks for what you do. Yes. You know? Yes. When I, when I was a part of the American veterans, those three years, my single at the time was called coming home. And we would, it was a thank you and an anthem for thanking them for, for coming home. And I would always say, this is for all of you who didn't get the proper thank you when, when you came home from Vietnam. And, and we're here now to say that was wrong. And thank you for, for your service. And it was a really powerful song. A lot of, a lot of tears with that when we performed it all over. And it was really a fun time to be doing that song full time during that time period. Boy, that's amazing. I got to get that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about let's talk about your new single here for just a minute. Uh, you know, sure. What if it all goes right? Where did you find that song? I just I am. Your voice Thank makes you. it what it is. I mean, your voice makes the <laughs> single. But tell me, tell me, where did you find it? The production's outstanding. On top of everything else, the musical, the music behind you, I, I love it, Amy. Tell us where it came from. Thank what, you. I want to hear the story. Well, that could be a whole other podcast, but I will definitely give the quick note version. Again, James, who who had believed in me since 2004 in Nashville, and he said, "Amy, you ready? Let, let, let's let's you ready to do a new project?" And I had been, you know, way ready for years. It's been 10 years since I released a new song, and um, he had been pitching. He never stopped pitching me in Nashville to producers, and he called and said, "I've got the guy for you, Amy. We've we've got Fred Mullen. He's one of the most legendary producers of all time. Wants to meet you and." Thank goodness, uh, in the middle of a pandemic over a wonderful Zoom meeting, he said, yes, I want to do this. And so they went on a major song search and went through probably about a thousand songs knowing we needed to pick five. And we got it narrowed down to a couple hundred. Then we got it narrowed down to 30. But that one, the minute I heard it, I heard the demo, came from you beautiful writers in Nashville. And I said, that's the one. Because especially with with my crazy careers and out there singing full time, there was a lot of how are you going to do this? What are you going to do? What if this goes wrong? What do you, you know, how is this going to work? Get a real job. I mean, I've been hearing so many different things. (laughs) Even when I started in sales, what are you doing? You know, how how are you going to do that? And I said, I I just am. I had kids and I said, it's going to work. And so I feel like I've always been undoing that tape of what if it goes wrong? We always can look at all the things that go wrong. But what if it goes right? And here I am at, you know, I'm I'm 49 years old and having the opportunity to go back to Nashville and record a project like this and stand in one of the most amazing studios of all time to be in Nashville in, in, in the best studio. I got my I got my right. It was worth the wait. This is my turn to make it go right. And I just felt it. I think you can hear it when I deliver the vocals. That song I knew was going to resonate to so many people, especially in the midst of a pandemic. Just like, it's your turn. Don't be afraid. Keep pushing forward. It's okay to believe that it could go right. It is. It is so okay to believe that and so right to believe that. And if we don't think along those lines... Oh, golly gee, I call it thinking on purpose. We have to do some thinking on purpose because we think without thinking so often that yes. um, you, you got to stop and do some thinking on purpose. And so many times when we do it, the the first things that happen are all those negative thoughts that come into our uh, into our Completely. minds. And you got to do some positive thinking on purpose. Now, I, I recently just recorded a thing on on my social media stuff that basically says we've we've got to think on purpose we got to think about what can go right but then got to get up and go do something right you know i mean just i can't keep doing it every day yeah, it I may can't. not be in the timing we thought we wanted it in yeah but it doesn't mean it's not right 
I, I can't sit in my recliner and think about earning a million dollars and do that all day long <laughs> for 10 days and not do a damn thing about it and expect my bank account to change. It ain't going to exactly. happen. No. It takes hard work and perseverance in every industry. And like you said, it's always sales. And now I get to sell this song. I get to sell this production. <laughs> I just got a chance to do. I'm so thankful. I mean, that was just magic in that studio. We all knew it. There's five songs in this EP. It's just releasing. That one is already available on all streaming platforms. The next song will release in the next few weeks. But um, but it is exciting. It, it, it's really fun to combine that with everything else that I do. <laughs> oh, it's it's in, really fun. It's in my I most like. Yeah, I do good. It's in my most liked uh, Spotify list right now at the very well, thank top. thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. No doubt. Thank you. It used to be Van Halen's right now, and, and now it's well. what if it all goes right? I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Van Halen's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, thank you so much. Before we leave, though, what can you, what can you share with our folks? Uh, our audience, we're out there selling insurance and financial services every day. Mm -hmm. Give us some ideas. What do you what do you think might help them run their business a little better? You've run a couple of three or four businesses now. Right. Right. I have a book out right now as well. Lights, camera, action, media coaching for professionals. And so I, I do coach and, and teach professionals on how to come alive more. We we tend to to withdraw and, and especially on camera and on Zoom meetings, we get nervous or afraid. It's human nature to kind of pull back. But the more you can let yourself come forward, show who you really are. Remember, you're running the business, but you're also still branding yourself, being authentic, being aware of what your face looks like, your active listening face. And what is that? We talk about the resting face. I teach that a lot. Really being aware of what you're projecting that can make a difference in people connecting with you and making, you know, lifelong relationships, business connections, your credibility, everything. A lot of that can come from your body language, your face and what you put out there and really knowing how to sell yourself in these virtual meetings is a whole different skill set. And so just my advice to professionals is to not be afraid of it, really get used to and get comfortable with the camera and start realizing how that can really grow your business. I've met amazing people around the world since I've been living in this desk, you know, these last two years with the camera on. And it's been incredible opportunities that could have been missed if I wasn't comfortable and confident to be reaching out there that way. And that, that's building relationships, isn't it? Yes, con completely. And last time I checked, that's how you make a sale is you start by building a good relationship. And if you can do that on the media outlet that we currently are using more than anything else, mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to have some success there. Seems to me. Yes, that's exactly it. We, we can't hide. We've got to put our best face out there. And uh, it, it's time that we stop seeing people with their computer on their lap and looking up at the ceiling when they're conducting meetings or slouching or, you know, laying back in the chair we need to sit up in, in these virtual meetings and treat the person the same we would if we were sitting across the table. Try to reenact that in-person feeling the best you can in a virtual meeting so you can really make that impact because it does come through. So step one is turn on your camera. Don't, yes. don't, don't hide behind your name and, and a picture on the screen. Turn on the dadgum camera. camera. Show up. It, it, everybody's got a, a camera in their notebook or in their laptop, and it, it is wonderful. It's probably as good as anything else you could buy today that, that you and I can operate. So, you know, turn on the dadgum camera. Second thing is put your laptop on some books or something to raise the level. I'm tired yes. of looking up people's noses on Zoom calls, yes. Amy. 
Exactly. Frame yourself. Make it. You wouldn't sit at a table that way. You wouldn't sit at a table with somebody and then all of a sudden slouch down so they're, you know, or stand over them so they have to look up at you. Eye contact. Eye level. Frame yourself as if you're sitting across the table. It makes a huge difference. It does. It really does. And that, again, begins to build that relationship. So if I'm on a Zoom call with somebody and my objective is to help them with whatever my world is, I'm going to help them solve a problem. We're not going to get there if we can't build a relationship, and I'm not going to build a relationship with somebody that can't uh, hold eye contact, even in a video chat, kind of an opportunity in, in a world Completely like that. Completely accurate. Completely accurate. It's so important because this, this way of doing business is not going anywhere. We are going to be in a virtual world. This is what we do. It's efficient. It's wonderful, but it's time to do it right. And it, as you say, it's going to continue. This is not going to change. We we will go back to doing a lot of a lot of things face to face that we we've stopped doing right now. But that that's going to come back. But it will never get back to the way it was. It'll never get back to totally doing that face to face. And on top of that, hey, the real business operators out there, the folks who are running businesses, are looking at this and saying just what you said. This is more effective. It's more efficient, and I can do mm -hmm. more. Heck, as, a, as an insurance agent, I could see 10 people a day if I wanted to on Zoom. Yes, yes. Or if I'm driving across the city or across mm -hmm. the Dallas Metroplex, I, <laughs> I, you know, I can't see that many people in one day. It just isn't going to work. So in any case, I, I love it and I love what you do. Tell us more about your coaching, Amy. Is that something you do with individuals or with groups? Yes, I or? coach individuals and groups. I'll do, I do teams all on one Zoom. We do team coaching or individual coaching. And we do exactly that. We we really fine-tune that that virtual presence, prepare people for doing podcasts just like this, how to really effectively get your message across and not ramble and take out the filler words, the yas, um, so's, really how to have a, a consistent thought process when you know you're going to be interviewed or in a meeting and helping professionals, their communication, and especially their on-camera presence. And then next level, if they're ready to really start using the camera to market themselves and, and grow their branding and their visibility uh, in their, in their business and in their community. So all different aspects of that is where I coach professional as a media coach, just for professionals, especially sales professionals. So, I, uh, my book lights, camera action just came out in the fall, the same time I released the music. Cause I'm crazy that I released both projects simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, it's the background of being a performer and a TV host and a, a sales manager that allowed me to put those together to have this kind of, um, niche skill set and what I can coach and help professionals with. And I really love what I do. It's really, I'm working with some incredible professionals of different industries um, that I'm watching it change their game and actually watching their business grow. When I see that they're making money, then I know I've done my job. Amy, you, you can help people learn how to do these things well, but if they don't have the opportunity to, to use them, then eh, what good did we do? So how do you help uh, a a sales professional salesperson out there find the places to to use these skills it, that part is very unique as, and even if i'm in group coaching we're going to ask well what do you do and a lot of it might be as we discussed just leveling up their game in their virtual meetings so that they're really presenting their best self and and maximizing those opportunities and not leaving things on the table because maybe they're not 
even framing themselves correctly or looking into the camera and really making that eye contact and that engaging body language in those sales meetings. For the next person, it might be that they're ready to be on more podcasts or start their own podcast. So for every individual, it's a little bit different on what how, how they're used to marketing. But a lot of it is really assessing the marketing that's changed. We don't market the way we did 10 years ago. And getting people maybe out of they're stuck old patterns. Well, this isn't working anymore. Well, let's come up with some creative new ways we can market you. And the number one thing of all the interviews I've done, especially when TV hosting and, and talking to entrepreneurs and salespeople, most people say, is that how I look? Is that how I sound? Being on camera or hearing themselves, it, people cringe. It's the most common thing. And exercises and techniques to help get past that so you can really take advantage of these incredible tools that we have in today's resources. We have amazing opportunities. If I had had Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and a camera in my hand when I was touring, it would have been a whole different ballgame. I mean, we were still on flip phones when I was out there <laughs> as an artist even or trying to sell. I was on a wired flip phone when I started in business. So the opportunities and the resources we have now at our fingertips are incredible and helping professionals at whatever stage they're at say, how can we maximize what you already have and let's make it even better and let's get your polished presence up and going. Sometimes it's just their communication style. Sometimes it's working on their inflections and diction and vocabulary. For everybody, it's different, but a lot of stuff can be done in group workshops where you can hit a lot of the generals and then working one-on-one is where you can really make it even more personal. Amy, you have so many things going on in your life right now. What what have I missed? What else? Uh, <laughs> what else I am can- a proud wife and mother of six kids. Oh, my word. Six? Yes. The youngest is graduating high school this year. So on top of that, we run a big team and uh, a lot of family support. And it's really exciting. My oldest son actually toured with me as my lead guitar player all those years and is still my lead guitar player to this day. And everybody's got their different talents and skills. And so, yes, I I run a big, full, crazy life. And I love it. That's fantastic. Six kids. I love that. That's just absolutely (laughs) outstanding. Congratulations to you and your husband and your whole family. That's, that's outstanding. And yeah, and I understand that too. My, my executive producer happens to also be my firstborn. uh, And she, uh, she's about to get her PhD in music education, but she's a vocalist. She's a vocalist as well. But the, the beauty of the whole thing is we get to continue to work to build that relationship with our kids when we work together. So, hey, wonderful thing, yes. wonderful thing we got going on there. Amy, thank you so much. This, this has been so much fun. Oh, this has been a blast for me, too. I can't thank you enough for hitting all of these. I think you got it all, and I apologize for, for having so many different categories in one <laughs> podcast, but you did it, and it was just really an honor to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you very much. And for everybody else out there, hey, guys, go out there and do some great things. Go find you a place to to get on the TV. I mean, local TV shows are out there, and they're looking for people desperately to come and talk about what they do and how they help people. And you guys help people more than most folks out there. So give it a shot. Give it a shot. Uh, lights, camera, action, buy the book. Check out Amy's website. And by all means, go out and have a great time this week. Enjoy your work. Enjoy your life. But right now, let's listen to Amy Scruggs. What if it all goes right, right here on The Business of Sales.
What if that road that you're taking is a dead end? What if love leaves you all jaded and broken? What if that limb breaks your climb now on? Yeah, what if it all goes wrong? But what if it all Chase your 